listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. This is S4, and we're here to spoil you rotten on today's geekiest shows. This may include relevant episodes up to as well as including those in the description. If you want to avoid knowing too much, then please come back later. For those who remain, I welcome you to the Small Screen Spoiler Show. Spoilers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what I didn't have the opportunity to do before today? Create <laughs> a new intro. That's all right, though. Hi, this is Small Screen Spoiler Show, episode number 90. <clears throat> 90. It's only taken us like four years to get to 90. The intros are overrated. Uh, new intros are overrated. They are. I say no. Intros are very important, as we had the discussion in Slack with Daryl. New intros, yeah, I'll probably get one before episode 100. Oh, that's right. The big one double O. I only have 20 more weeks to get a hold of that. I can <laughs> roll, bro. Slow you roll. Are sure the next 20 weeks I can get a new intro? It could happen. Maybe. Uh, I mean, let's not. The series of why I'm using a lot of maybes. <laughs> No promises. No promises. I and what I can't promise is however I am CJ, I decide what he deserves. No one else. Boat and that man over there who indeed issues no promises is Jared Scribbly Scrabbly Screw the Jolly Code as a veto. No. Zoinks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I went back in there. <laughs> screw I, the jolly code, Scoob. I don't I don't know why I did that. Oh well. No, it works. It uh, all works. And you know what else works? Recording a day later than we normally do, uh, and absolutely strictly so, Daryl, I invented Chicken Shaler can be our invisible third chair. Yeah. The only reason. No other reason whatsoever. And there's melons in the chat. Yay, Coop. And, of course, Hi, Coop. the powerhouse in the chair is the one, the only Carrie baby bird with a broken wing, Wilcox. That's so oh. sad. Uh, okay, a less sad nickname for Carrie. <clears throat> Take two. And, of course, keeping us alive, the powerhouse in the chair is the one, the only uh, ghosts or losers who got murdered. <laughs> Get a job, ghost. <laughs> I approve of this. <laughs> Disenchanted, about the only good thing that it's there for is quotes. But speaking of jazz, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we're going to talk about Better Call Saul. Season 4, Episode 1, Smoke. Episode 2, Breathe. Episode 3, Something Beautiful. Episode 4, Talk. And Episode 5, Quite a Ride. And then we'll take a little time and talk about Disenchantment. Season 1, Episode 1, A Princess, an Elf, and a Demon Walk into a Bar. And Episode 2, For Whom the Pig Oinks. Oh my gosh, I didn't mess up a single one. Wow. Uh, it's okay. Next week, next show, we start uh, Iron Fist. Again. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> I haven't even looked at the titles yet. I don't even want to know. 
<laughs> I've heard good things about this new season. I'm like, but the bar is really low. So yeah, yeah, I set the bar low. I watched the uh, the trailer. It looks like it might be all right. Trailer for season three of Daredevil dropped the other day too. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, it did, and it's epic, and it's yeah, it's full blown Matt Murdock embracing the fact that he's Batman. Like there's there's zero separation now. <laughs> now I am just Batman. Yeah, he basically just says that he's. You know, I'd rather I'd rather die, or I'd rather I, I thought I could live in the light as Murdoch, but I'd rather die in the dark as the devil. Also, Ooh. Batman. Why so serious? Is that Rachel? You never seen him on the same room. Also, Rachel from off screen has a quippy quippy quip. Drink. <laughs> you are in part of the drinking game. Also, drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Better call Saul first, shall we? Please. Uh, give me your notes on episode one because I didn't watch it and I have no idea where it's at. So give me episode one. Episode one. Is there a Daryl intro, or we just oh, go through? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> Ninety episodes, folks. Better call <laughs> five episode one. Smoke them if you got them. The season opens as usual in Jimmy's desaturated cinnamon-flavored afterlife. After collapsing at work, Saul has taken to hospital in the most tense bureaucratic scene since the Sloss in Zootopia. Then he gets a creepy cab ride from Matthew McConaughey before the credits roll, and you forget about these scenes for a whole season. Back in the present, which is the past. Chuck is fucked, and Jimmy takes the death of his arsehole brother pretty hard. Howard's a douche croissant about it all, which makes it all more satisfying to see his slow decline under the weight of his own guilt. Mike quits his day job to take on Gus's nice clean employment offer, but decides to actually do the job, much to the confusion of everyone else. And in case you wanted more plots, Nacho deals with the fallout of switching future Dingleberry's meds and the ensuing turf war. Turf war. War. Yeah, that's it. That's what happened. Uh, there was the the black and white opening, which was like the most tense uh, person typing stuff into a uh, computer ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, your your social is not working for some reason. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay, you're fine. Gilligan being Gilligan. Yeah, yeah. It was just like this in- extremely intense, like just uh, checking out of a of a hospital you know, being discharged. And it went on for like a solid five minutes. Jesus. <laughs> There's so much Gilligan in this season, you guys. Like, holy yeah, crap. Yeah, this season is, uh, they're, they're like, yeah, you know, we did the Better Call Saul thing for three seasons. We're just going to go ahead and, and be Breaking Bad now. So Yeah, we, we tried, and it worked fairly well, but you know what worked, worked fine. Better? But we had to get here at some point, so. You know what worked better? Breaking Bad. So here we go. Yeah, and then he hops into a cab with a guy who has a, Dyson uh, Amir, Al- Albuquerque uh, isotopes baseball uh, oh. thing hanging from his his rear view. So he's from Albuquerque, and he keeps looking at Saul suspiciously. And there's more tension, and then uh, he gets out and gets out of the cab in the middle of the street and walks away. And that's that's the end of that. Okay. And we learn his name is Gene uh, Takovic. Gene Takovic. Oh, Saul's current cover. Yes. Ah. His name is Gene Takovic. All right. 
And then after that, we uh, immediately pick up where we left off. It's the next morning after uh, Chuck has burned himself alive in his own house. Yeah, that was interesting to hear. <laughs> Holy crow. <laughs> well, you know, it's how the last season ended. Yeah, it's true. I not remembered. I did not remember a lot about last season. Like, I'm oh. not. I should have sent you the recap video. It's oh. like a, a ten minute recap video where all the actors recap season three. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Also, <laughs> Daryl has us in here in as season five. It's not season five, not quite, Daryl. It's S four. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> wake up the next morning, get the call. Go to the burned up house, have meaningful sad moment, and then Jimmy doesn't talk for pretty much the rest of the episode. All right, Mike's the best grandpa, of course. More of the ABQ isotopes. Uh, oh yeah, Nacho, he he did some stuff. Yeah, he did. And there's some guy named Barry, and you're like, who's this guy? And then you realize uh, Mike stole his. His uh, magical badge so that he could sneak in, and he walks around and talks to everyone and inspects everything, and then goes to the manager and tells him how he, you know, was able to infiltrate everything and how he has blind spots and all this stuff, and becomes a, you know, if they're paying to be a security consultant, then he's going to be a security consultant. So you get more on that in a couple episodes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that's where that comes from. That's what you missed there. And then, uh, I just literally assumed all this stuff happened last season. And I didn't remember any of it. So, <laughs> would have helped if you watched the first episode. Uh, and then, uh, Hamlin comes over and all sad after Chuck's funeral, which they, man, they paid a lot of actors to come into Chuck's funeral because, like, basically every person who had been in Better Call Saul <laughs> from season one forward was at Chuck's funeral. It's like, man, this is an expensive scene. But, uh, cool that everybody agreed to come back and, yeah, and sit in a church and not say anything, but look sad. This show, like this, well, also, uh, Coop, he says, a good thing I'm not invested in this because he's this seems kind of quiet. Uh, also, it's mainly because Jazz is the only one having talking here because I didn't watch this episode. <laughs> I know we're getting there. I'm almost done. I'm right here at the end. And then Hamlin comes uh, over after the after the funeral, and he's all sad and confesses to Jimmy that he thinks it's his fault that Chuck killed himself because of him basically forcing him out of the the uh partnership because of the insurance thing going up gotcha to which jimmy says oh, well i guess that's your cross to bear yeah howard <laughs> yeah oh so that's where that scene came from in the previously on yep okay episode one all right episode one in the books all right let's go on to episode two better call soul season five episode two inhale inhale you're the victim Fring seems to be doing what he can to keep Hector alive until their mutual destruction and breaking bad. Kim gives Howard a piece of her mind after he does his best to either cut Jimmy out of Chuck's will, or else he's trying to save him from the fact that Chuck already turned his back on him. Jimmy aggressively looks for a job, but his passion quickly dies when victory is in his grasp. Whether he simply enjoys the challenge more than the win, or he can see the soul-crushing depression that would come from following those paths. Natural Libre turns lurking in the shadows behind his father into full-time job before finding out that Gus knows all about his medicinal medlins. Okay. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. But apparently I'm quiet, so somebody could turn me up a bit. Oh. I may need to turn it up on my side, too. I can try. 
I can turn me up. I can't do anything about you. Oh, I thought Carrie had the magic buttons. Let me see. Turn it up a bit. Okay. It's better. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> All right. So, or I can just talk directly into the mic. That usually helps too. All right. Uh, first note I have for episode two: Breaking Hector. Breaking Hector. Um. So the whole like the whole scene about him, you know, Gus being Gus, makes me remind reminds me how much I absolutely love Gus and why it is completely ruined Giancarlo Esposito for me everywhere else. <laughs> because he's the most terrifying, horrible. So scary. He's so scary. He's so spoopy. And it's like, you see him, like I watched the Scorch Trial, or uh, was it the Death Cure, the final Maze Runner movie, uh, on the plane over in Australia. And he's this huge hero part of like, no, go away, Gus, you're so scary. No, Gus. Ah! Ah! Those kids, stop it! No, make it stop. He's so scary. Yeah, I, I know he was in uh, Once Upon a Time, but I don't know if he was scary or not in that. He he was the magic mirror, and like every time he was in there, it was just like, oh god, that magic mirror is just the most terrifying thing ever. <laughs> the magic mirror is gonna murder you, bro. Yes, absolutely. Get away from that magic mirror, it's gonna. It's going to throw a plastic bag over your head and tie your hands behind your back. Oh, God. And then you're going to slowly watch. Your friend's going to slowly watch you die as you suffocate. Oh, my gosh. That's how, uh, and that's, WTF. That's how Once Upon a Time ended. Good job, Jess. <laughs> I knew it. Spoilers. Oh, man. Um, so I think Jimmy. And Kim have the same juicer that I own. <laughs> <laughs> and bacon. And healing bacon. Bacon does have healing powers. This, this is 100% fact. Actual factual. Um, it, it was... <laughs> yes. Well, when they don't have a choice but to watch you die, yes. Yeah, because you got three guys with guns pointing at your face. Yeah. If you move, then you die. And one of which you know is the scariest motherfucker in like <laughs> the entire country. Like, and one of them's got saying, "Yes, I know what you did. The Salamancas do not know what you did. You are mine. Oh God, he's so you scary. Belong to me. <laughs> so scary. Like fucking good job on him though. Like he just comes in and like." This show may be called Better Call Saul, but man, every time he's on screen, you better look at Gus. <laughs> I know. See, this is what I was saying from the very beginning. I was like, hey, oh yeah, Mike's in this show. That means Gus is going to show up at some point. Yep. And now he's here, and Better Call Saul is breaking bad now. Yeah, exactly. Once once he became a uh, scariest, disgusting. Bravo. God damn it, Koopa getting two episode titles in a row, probably. <laughs> uh Rhino's here, show could start. Uh hi Rhino. Um welcome to the party. So yeah, um I love I love them. I love Jimmy and Kim as a as a couple. Like I know they're so adorable. Yeah. She, as always, just makes you feel more and more sad. Yeah, when she inevitably is going to die horribly. 
Either that or who knows? Because yeah, I have suspicions after uh, after episode five. I have suspicions as to whether or not she's dead. Uh, yeah, I could see that. What's in the box? Box. Um. So, uh, I wrote down here: find yourself a relationship like Jimmy loves copiers. <laughs> Dude knows his stuff. Yeah. Worked but in the mailroom. I, I need a man who could talk about me like like he talks about copiers. Uh, also, I wrote down what's the end game, Jimmy. Daryl kind of nailed that on the head. On the head, either he enjoys the chase too much, or he just realizes that job was going to murder him. <laughs> and Basically, and this is because I listened to the the podcast about the show with Vince Gilligan and. Uh, Peter Gould is his name, producer guy, so. the other guy, and some editors and other stuff. Uh, basically, what's happening is uh, Saul like, kind of hates himself because it's his fault that Chuck had killed himself. Yeah. And he's just kind of on a self-destructive path because yeah, and he has right. to become Saul. And Kim so. sees that and is like, hey, you should go talk to somebody. And he's you should like, go see a shrink. LOL, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totes. Yeah, you're totally going to do that. Um, I'm going to go commit a crime instead. Yep. Uh, yay. Mike being best. Our granddad. Yes. Five minutes. No, darling. We got to go. Please. Five minutes. Okay. Five minutes. You're on the <laughs> clock. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Are you the best? Because Mike is the best. He's so good. And even Rachel's just like, I love every time he comes on screen. <laughs> like, Rachel, when he's uh, bad, she loves Mike. Like, um, I about threw my uh my rocket book. Um, yes, they actually sent me one of these. Uh, I about threw my rocket book through the television when I saw fucking Lydia show back up. <laughs> Fuck you, Lydia! You're the worst. Get off my screen. I hate you. Well, you didn't think she'd show back up? I knew she was going to, show but up. I didn't fucking want her to. Fuck you, Lydia. Uh, I wrote down they talk. I'm guessing the cousins, the twins, is what I meant. Yeah. They say some words. Um, I wrote down twice. Shut the fuck up, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lydia. Give the man a batch. Uh, I wrote down, ouch, Kim, I feel you. Narrow, whoa there, Kim. Uh, yeah, kind of. That was intense. Yeah, that was real intense. <laughs> You don't really you get. There's usually some good acting from from Ray, whatever her name is. Yeah, but, she's really good. Man, there's some yelling. Yeah, yell at Howard. Get, Make him feel like the worst. Because he is. <laughs> and I wrote down, "Damn, bye, Rat Tail." Because <laughs> uh. Oh right, right, right. With the. Bag over the head. Yeah, man. Uh, Hands and feet tied up. Yeah. yeah the, these shows not known for being nice to characters that they're killing off. Um, Especially if you're being killed by Gus. Yeah, when Gus is involved. There's extra care. <laughs> yeah, when Gus is involved, it, and it's like you have to literally watch every single fleeting moment of a freaking character's life fade from them. And because it's Vince Gilligan, he's just going to put it all in the center of your screen. So you are forced to watch. (laughs) 
I am honestly surprised they did not make they they did not make us watch him defecate himself when he died. Like <laughs> No, no. It's brutal. Every time Gus kills anybody, like it's just it's just brutal. Like when anybody else kills anybody, it's a gunshot to the head, like you may get some tort like some torment or torturing from like Tuco and things like that, but usually it's just it's done. Like the ATM just done. Even with the skinheads at the end of Breaking Bad, it's just done. But when it's Gus, it's methodical and it's brutal and it's just it's oh horrifying and great to watch at the same time. Cause you don't want to look away from the train wreck. Yes. Who is the twisted person who came up with this? Right. Who's the writer? Yeah, really. Is this is this you, Gilligan? No, it's just it's no, real. He hasn't yeah. written or directed anything this season. Ah, it's really just uh, Gus, not Giancarlo Esposito, but actually Gus. <laughs> it's the real Gus. <clears throat> no, you don't understand. We have to put a plastic bag over his head, and then we put him with zip ties, face first, and then for better. Oh, you guys understand? Understand something? We will have nacho. Sit there and watch him. But not only just with Nacho, we will put him center screen and we will watch the life flee from his eyes. Uh that's that's great, Gus. Uh can can we not? Do you want to challenge me? No. No. No, this works. Yeah. Would you, would you like some freshly made chicken fingers? Yes, we they would. are delicious. Yeah, you're right, sir. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Was it CJ? Um, did I write like I'm trying to think back to like when I was doing Manipul DMing? Did I do anything that brutal? Like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Usually we're just eviscerated in magic fire. Yeah, like the only thing I watched was like the only thing I did was like or fell off of a tall, tall spire. Yeah, uh, but I appreciate you thinking the fact that I am that I can write something that epically horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else on episode two? Uh, Alpine Shepherd Boy. Alpine Shepherd Boy. That was a fun callback. And hey, the cousins. Remember them? They talk. They say one or two words in this. (laughs) Telling someone else to talk. (laughs) You know, good old rat tail. You knew he was going to die because... uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that was coming. And that shot too, when they're leaving and it's like pulled way out, and you see the shadows moving behind the truck. Like, oh yeah, gosh. oh gosh, something bad. Oh, oh gosh, I couldn't have. Oh, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have imagined this. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it is me behind all. <laughs> oh, Neil, you must pay for your sins. Now take this chicken finger and watch your friends <laughs> See you like white meat or dark meat. We have a new <laughs> ranch sauce for you to dip this deliciousness in. Try our new chicken sauce. It's murder. Ah, we'll do that. What are we doing? I knocked the cord out of my soundboard. Don't do that. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, if he needs a John Hopkins specialist, he's going to get John Hopkins specialist. Yeah. 
And uh, nice for that girl, the 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 woman for uh, the the wife from Blackish to show back up. I love her; she's fantastic. Heck yes, she's she's awesome. Like every time I see her show up, I'm like, oh, I don't ever remember her name because I only watch Blackish every so often. But like every time I do, I just re- it reminds me. I'm like, and it makes me wonder why I don't watch the show more often because Blackish is fantastic television. And she shows up. She. And I did a little bit of research on him. Like, is it her? Or did she do this for the script? No, she speaks four languages <laughs> fluently. So good on her. All right. Episode three. Episode three. Better Call Soul, season five, episode three. Something blue. Jimmy decides to go into the collectibles game by substituting an expensive church key for a cheap copy in a cheap copy company. Kim spends some time with the green table as she gets some insights into their future investments. Banks for ants. Gus uses Nacho to manipulate some major players into action before visiting a high school chemistry teacher who wants to break bad by cooking meth for money. No, not that chemistry teacher. It's Gail, the guy who gave that book to Heisenberg for some toilet reading. Yeah. Gail. Gail's back. Oh, he's singing the Elements song. Yeah. Accurately. And uh, yeah, we'll get there. Um, I wrote down "f that car" in particular. <laughs> that was a that was an elaborate thing. Yeah, man. Set up. And dedication is a bit. No, Gus, he doesn't do anything halfway. No half measures. Yeah, no half measures. Now we know where the hell he gets it. Fuck, where where Mike got gets that from? Like, <laughs> no half measures because not just because Mike doesn't want to, because even Mike is afraid of Gus. Like, all right, we're gonna set this all up. Steal all the meth, shoot the car, shoot the already dead guy, and shoot Nacho. Not once, but twice. Yep, we're going to leave. Count to five and make a phone call, but don't take too long. You should probably do that before you pass out and die. That would be a shame. But yeah, wow. Okay. That was, that was, woof. Got to make it look real. No doubt. Wasted no time. Uh, yeah, I just wrote down, ouch. Yeah, just all that whole thing. Just, oh, man. And especially after, like, getting in the car next to that guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, then, and then getting shot. Yeah, twice. Ow. Yeah, the first time in the, in the shoulders. Like, Ow, God, that sucks. Don't do that. Can I make the call now? Bang. Oh, jeez. Ha-ha. <laughs> So we are getting the official rise of Saul like this season. Like, oh yeah, it's it's official. It's happening. Yeah, he's spinning into it this season. Like this episode's where it really started. Um, he has no Chuck to uh, balance him out and fence him in. Yeah, and Kim Kim is helping, but not a lot. No, she is not. He doesn't. He thinks he doesn't deserve her, so he's just gonna push her away and focus on his own terrible, terribleness. Um, so sad. So, if you do want a one-on-one lesson in Gilliganism for your uh, how to shoot a scene, the whole scene, the whole breaking into the uh, shitty copy place—that <laughs> was Gilligan as fuck. And you're telling me he didn't write it? Like, no, no. I mean, it's all the same people who worked on Breaking Bad. Yeah. So yeah, not not the man himself. Man, like it's it, it's distressing me that it, that's not actually Gilligan doing it. And the guy, uh, 
the guy he hires to steal it. I was like, that guy looks familiar. I'm probably supposed to recognize him from Breaking Bad. And then, uh, yeah, on the podcast, they explain it is the guy. He is from Breaking Bad. He was the one that ran the uh, pest control company. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he looked relatively familiar. Yeah. Especially at the end. We should do this again. Like, yeah. No, I li- and I liked how that all played out, too, because it's, you know, like it all went south. And, you know, a, a typical show would be like, you know, the guy would be pissed off at him and, and break ties. Yeah. But now instead, Jimmy helps him get out of it doing a fancy car distraction. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the guy's like, yeah, that was awesome. You should do that again sometimes. That was easy money. Let me know. I wrote down also banks for ants. Thanks, thanks, Daryl, for stealing that note from me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know we had so many Zoolander fans. Using that word is not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that, that one thing that everybody likes to reference from Zoolander. Yeah, exactly. There you go. What are these things for ants? Also, the Blue Steel thing. But, but yes, the, those movies are horrible. And yes, I watched the second one. It's atrocious. I haven't watched the second one. And, but I always quote the gasoline, a free like, gasoline fight accident. But the, the first one is good, bad. The second one, not so much. Second one's just bad, bad. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, I went and I, I saw it. Um, <clears throat> proxpn dot com. Use Geek Twenty at checkout for twenty percent off your order. Um, <laughs> I watched it when it came out, and like, yeah, this is just miserable. Like, this is not good. Um, but yeah, but that scene was, you know, I love me some subtext. Oh yeah, I've seen with the tiny banks and and Kim like freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, her freaking out was a little, like, it it always seemed a little out of character. Well, you know, she went through some trauma. She's not dealing with it well. Yeah. And for the most part, she is kind of acting almost completely out of character. But even that was just like, man, that's weird. Like, oh, oh gosh. I'm going to overdo it again and, and almost kill myself again. And maybe kill somebody else in the process. Let's not do that again. Yeah. Um, for you, Dragon Ball Z bridge reference uh, fans out there, nerd. Which one? Who's a nerd? What? Gail. Gail. Oh, Gail. Hey, Gail. Nerd. I'm like, hey, it's that guy, Gail. Yeah, that guy. He been Gail. And then Katie and I we recently watched uh, Fight of the Conquerors all the way through. So also, hey, Doug. Bless you. <laughs> drink? Drink. Uh, half drink, sure. Uh, yeah, now the whole the whole breaking in the office, the guy sleeping yeah. there, having the conversation with his wife, ordering a pizza. <laughs> Dude, stuck under the desk. Like, oh my god. And it was a very it was an excellent uh juxtaposition of humor and tension and Absolutely. Yeah, like it was it was funny because it was it was funny in its like realism. Like <laughs> Yes, and and completely this could totally happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and, like somebody breaks in and dude's just there and they didn't realize it. Yeah, this is this is thing that could happen. <laughs> and like they could have been they could have pulled the easy way out and just shot the dude. But no, fuck that mess. We're going to spend 10 goddamn minutes <laughs> Breaking into a breaking into a shitty copy place and how to break out of it. 
unable to break out. We can break in, but like, oh, we're here to spend 10 minutes. The show has time for this because you don't ask questions. The show takes its time. Yeah, it does. But Man, uh for like 30 seconds while I turn on my fan, please. Okay, so uh we got a we got a poor Nacho got shot in his, his setting up of the, the robbery scene. And uh so we had to do something. So we, we reintroduced the vet man. Cause he has a very sick fish. So we uh we brought the vet back, he makes contact with the crime lord guy, and then uh and then they grab him to to help Nacho so that he doesn't die. So yeah. it was nice seeing Vet Man back again. Yeah. Shady vet dude. The black vet. And who brings a, a fish to a vet? Seriously. <laughs> I like that we call him Saul now. We like we don't even call him Jimmy anymore. Yeah. The, tra- the transformation is already complete. It really is. In our minds. Especially the next episode. <laughs> well, especially the fifth episode. Oh yeah. So we'll get there. <laughs> right. All right. Uh okay. And, uh let's see. Make the puppet stance, Gus. Make his puppet stance, Gus. You know, he gets the turf floor started oh, up yes. by yes, yes. with his scene. Every his plan worked perfectly as expected because he's Gus. Yeah. And because we know where this goes. It's gonna happen. All right. And then uh, it ends with Chuck's letter. Yeah. Chuck's actually heartfelt letter that I'm wondering if it's real at all or if it's actually from, like, Hamlin. Uh, no, no, I think it's real. They don't... Uh, he didn't say the date that it was written, so who knows when it was written. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, I love me some subtext. There's some great subtext in that scene. Just the yeah. acting. Ooh, the acting. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk proves once again that he can just, uh, he is a fantastic freaking actor. Like, yeah, he is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. And you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Chuck. You're so sweet. Yeah, it's a nice letter. It's well written. Dude could write a letter. <laughs> Kim's like, I don't know if she's upset by the letter or upset by the way he reacted to the letter. You know, just completely cold to it. But subtext. Subtext. It's a great thing to have in your show. Yeah, like you don't need to spell everything out for people. Like, but no, seriously, what does the light switch do? Seriously, though, why will we We're never going to get that answer? I've been now two seasons after this. <laughs> goddamn, every time anybody turns on a light switch, I'm like, is it going to do anything? Because I want it and it still pisses me off. Need to go back into the podcast archives for that episode because I only started listening to the show last season, so I didn't listen to it the first two seasons. <laughs> Need to go back and find that episode and see if they say anything about the freaking light switch. Goddamn fucking light switch still sticks with me. It was the it was in the title of the episode. Yeah. Switch season two episode one switch. See, we still remember it. Yes, because what does the light switch do? Buried no one told us head. what the light switch does. No, and like every time, every time somebody turns on a light switch, it pisses me. <laughs> just feel angry inside. No, every time I, I look at a light switch, unresolved freaking light switch. <laughs> I hate that light switch. It's the worst light switch. <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on in episode four. Better Call Saul, season five, episode four. 
don't you just love a hard fate black halfway through a sentence you question whether it's intentional if netflix is kim looks in courtrooms trying to rekindle her passion for the law after accident something that doesn't get past a slightly grumpy neelix who decides to put it to work Mike finally speaks in his support group, but does so to Sherlock Holmes' Captain Holtz's husband to expose his seemingly pathological lying. Jimmy gets a job, since it seems better than getting help, except the total boredom of a shop with no customers does get to him. Yeah, I do. Um, so, I wept at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of this episode. Now at the flashback. At the flashback of him, him pouring, Mike pouring concrete and Maddie putting his name in it. Like... <clears throat> <clears throat> I didn't understand what was going on until yeah, it came out too. and then he started writing Maddie. And I was like, Oh, oh man. Like I it's actually cut. So Mike's like grief group. Like I just, okay. I started crying like almost immediately. Like that, just that hit so hard and there was no words. Well, there were very few words, but like, you wanted me to talk. I talked. It was just that. Just, oh my God. And then it's like, have they ever done that before where they have a scene and then they work their way back to it? Yeah, all the time. They did an entire season of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, specifically. Uh, uh, I don't think so. But yeah, that... Oof. Yeah. Subtext. Again, we get to the scene with the Greek group. Yeah. A lot of stuff working toward that scene. Felt like One Punch Man just shoved his fist into my stomach. And you get Jonathan Banks doing his super acting powers. Yeah. You just watch his face while everyone's talking around him until he finally explodes and insults everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man. Dang. Yeah. That was harsh, Mike. Even for you, that's harsh. I mean, yeah, I, I wrote down some of those did. people that deserved it, but. We, we get it, Mike. You're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> so I know it wasn't him, but I really wanted the judge just to say inconceivable. Because <laughs> he looked a lot like the dude. Like, he did, he did. And he kind of had that, uh, like the way he moved and stuff reminds me of that guy. Yeah, like I, was, I, I, I knew it wasn't I him. I can't remember his name. Right? But like, I just, I just wanted him to just say inconceivable just once. Just... He, Oh, but though, good on him. Like, <laughs> good on him. Good, good for him to realize that Kim is just kind of there, just wasting time. Kim's like, just trying to figure out her life. Yeah, and He's just no, to work. No idiot. She's like, please put me to work. <laughs> and so he gives her the plot of uh, what was the movie? Uh, the juror, I believe it was. Maybe. One of the the one of them there. Uh, one of them famous uh, court dramas. Yeah, I think it was the juror. Uh, I'm listening to it. I'm like, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> and you see that she realizes that like halfway through. Yeah, and like, then, yeah, like, that's the that's the plot to the juror. Oh, I know. That's that's where that's because that's a movie, and this is real life. And cases like that don't really happen, so. You can sit here all day, but you're yeah. not going to reignite your passion for the law. She almost screws up her life just worse than what she was actually trying to. It could happen. Um, Esmeralda was a nickname. 
And we get it, Mike. You're awesome. And Bavarian boy. The Bavarian boy. He was not the Alpine Shepherd boy. No. I was wrong. But he looked a lot like the Alpine Shepherd boy. I think that was what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, like, this was... I mean, a lot happened, and like it made me weep openly, but not a lot happened in this episode. Yeah. There was lying to Kim. That made me sad. Yeah. But then he immediately turns around and takes the job. Yeah. At the cell phone store that has no foot traffic, except like once every three months, apparently. Then you got to go slipping Jimmy, man. Yeah, buddy. Except for inventory week. Great. What's inventory week? Uh, You just missed it. Okay. Well, somebody's getting in the burner business. Yep. Oh, don't worry. I got something on that one next episode. Uh, Well, this is the one where he paints it on the the windows. Yeah. The man. I want the man listening to you. Does Mike have a girlfriend? Uh, probably. Yeah. What's her face? I'm guessing. guessing They have lunch together. Yeah, they're getting it on. They seem uh, they seem friendly. Yeah. Good for you, Mike. Good yeah. You. And then uh, the two-man army. My cousin's just going in and wiping out a whole <laughs> gang. Yeah. On the turf. We never did see, did, or did we see, yeah, we saw those two in Breaking Bad, didn't we? The cousins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were oh, kind right. of... Yep, They're yep. kind of a big deal yeah, in yeah, season yeah. three. I'm very tired. <laughs> you know, when they almost killed Hank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very tired. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, I forgot to mention, I, I wrote down a note of, I didn't realize, who, I, I didn't know who that guy was who was breaking into the store last episode. I just saw a heavyset guy in black, and I thought it was Huel. I know, I kept uh, waiting for it to be Huel, but then it wasn't. Uh, it made me sad when it wasn't Huel because then I was like, hey, we'll never figure out what happens to this heist if Huel's there. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's under the desk. Huel's and, still under the desk. Uh, forever, until he's not in anything that, and then he's in the hotel room forever. <laughs> until he's suddenly at Jimmy's office. Yeah. Like so, just, that's just that's a note that I forgot to talk about. <laughs> I wrote it down my little footer down here. I'm like, wait, did I? That was, wait, m- mention fuel. I put down there. Wait, yeah, he he showed up once. Yeah, I'm sure he'll show up again before it's all said and done. Inevitably, because we do have to get together the entire rogues gallery before all this is said and done. <laughs> I love that there's a rogues gallery. Yeah, <laughs> the B team. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else on episode four? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was cool. Cousins took out the whole thing, and that was I love. I love the way it was shot too. Yes. Like, didn't get to see it for the first half. You just got to listen to it. Hey, sound engineers. Good job. Yeah. Well we done. Like, <laughs> in case somebody didn't appreciate your work, that was that was great work. It was. Yes. You'll probably get an Emmy for it, but probably. I'm appreciating you first on this show. I know you're listening. You heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> if you're that sounding, was an amazing word. Please email the show. show it. <laughs> please. Anytime. We're here for Anytime. you. Yes. But yeah, some beautiful sound work, some beautiful camera work. And then, you know, you get to see kind of the aftermath and the last bit of it. 
all from uh, poor Nacho's perspective. And again, we get to have another person acting without saying words. Yeah. A lot of that this season. It's the face. Episode Body language. Five. Better Call Saul, season five, episode five. Quite a nuba. The episode opens with a surprising flash forward, not all the way to the Cinnabon, but rather to Breaking Bad as a desperate Saul Goodman prepares to buy a new identity. I wonder if that shoebox will be important. Meanwhile, in the present past, Jimmy convinces people they need to buy a load of untraceable burner phones to break up the boredom of his new job. Predictably, he takes it too far and learns that he needs to hire some muscle if he's going to be dealing with criminals. Mike helps Gus hire someone to build a very familiar secret underground lab, and I once again wonder when would be best time to start rewatching Breaking Bad. Yes, is the answer to that. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I go, hey, we're getting Saul. Yay. <clears throat> and Rachel kind of looks at the TV because she never watched Breaking Bad. She goes, wait, he's old, but not like black and white old. I go, yeah, this is, this is Breaking Bad. Like this is, this is his exit from Breaking Bad. Yes. And then he and broke. Francesca. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then he broke the phone and we're both like, that, that's, my phone. That's, not how, that's not how phones work. You got to do a little bit. You got to take the battery out and the memory card too. And maybe throw it in the microwave. Shoving is just breaking it. It's not going to do anything. Stop it. I mean, it breaks it, but. Yeah. But you know what that is? Breaking bad phones. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> you should be. I'm very proud. Yeah, so we got to flash forward. Yay. With Saul and Francesca in Saul's office. Yeah. Which apparently they were really excited because that uh, whole office was still in storage. So they didn't have to recreate it. Um, <laughs> right. From like pictures and stuff. Do we have that one? Do we have that one scene? No, all of them got destroyed. No, no, no. Saul's office. <laughs> We didn't destroy that one. Sweet. Excellent. We're going to cut a hole in it. <laughs> Bring it out to me. Yes, Gus. Right away, Gus. Yeah, cut a hole in it. You so let's, uh, let's just get this out of the way. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? God damn. Seriously, what's in the box? In the box. Stop it. Stop teasing us. I guess it's some kind of Kim memento, but... Probably. Yeah, because that was real important. Yeah. It's a very special box hidden in a special wall. Yeah, behind the Constitution. Behind the Constitution. So who knows? He national treasures the shit out of his office. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah, that well, very good. That was much better than the Breaking Bad Bones joke. <laughs> I appreciate everything about that reference. Oh, thank you. I try. We have to steal the Declaration of Independence. I have a terrible Nick Cage. Uh, I don't even know what this voice is. It's <laughs> the terror. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, that's your terror voice, dude. <laughs> I don't know how I got into that one. Uh, Rachel, but really, what did the phone ever do to you? Stop breaking phones! 
snippity snap. I mean, I guess that stops it from transmitting data. Yeah, but, but still, like still, somebody can pick it up and and take the memory card out, and you yeah. know, there's that data. Also, Rachel from outside drinking, break all the phones, drink. What? I already made that joke. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Saul got a customer. Yeah, I mean Jimmy. Jimmy got a customer. <laughs> well done. Yeah, he's uh, all good in that dude. Oh yeah, like one hundred percent. Like there, there's, there is a line. There is kind of a shady line going between here and slipping Jimmy, especially when when he gets into the jumper. Like um, the tracksuit, tracksuit. Oh man, that tracksuit, though. Oh man. Um, yeah, it's like there's kind of slipping Jimmy, but at the end of this, it's absolutely just soul. Yep, one hundred percent. And we learned some valuable lessons. Yeah, it was the wrong lessons. He almost learned the right lessons. Yeah, maybe I will call that drink. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, I should throw this out. Throw it in the toilet. Um, Jimmy has superpowers. I wrote down. You know, convince anybody that they need a burner phone. Everybody does need a burner phone, right? Yeah, everybody needs a burner. Man, man's always listening. You don't want the man listening. Uh, and suddenly a GoPro hood appears. <laughs> GoPro hood. That was weird. That was weird. Put this foot hood on. When he puts the hood on, it's a fucking fisheye GoPro lens. <laughs> no, stop! No. Ugh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling as queasy as the second dude. Right. But yeah, I was very confused by poor man's Liam Neeson showing up in airport parking lot, following yeah. instructions from Mike. Yeah, I'm like, but where is this going? Yeah, I'm like Mike's here, so it's gonna go somewhere. But yeah, where? <laughs> I mean, like, this is really beautifully shot. I'm, I'm like, loving it, but seven solid where is this going? Like, <laughs> where are we going with this? It takes almost it takes almost ten minutes to get to the destination. This one, like, there's a strap on the wall over there. You can grab it. Gonna have some rough roads. Ah, oh, jeez. And then, yeah, we're uh, we're building the uh, we're building the lab. Super lab. We're building the super lab. Building the fly lab. Yay, fly lab. Somebody's going to go down there and chase a fly for a whole episode one day in the future. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never getting that hour back. Um, surprise Asgard. Because that's the plane that he flies, apparently. Say what? Uh, the dude, the first dude, surprise! Suddenly, a, a, a and a random Asgard appears because that's a flight that will take you to random generic Scandinavian country that you're from. Oh, okay. Uh, I wrote down you could suck Kim's dick, Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Kim lawyering. Damn, she's a good throwing lawyer. throwing down some lawyering. You can't lawyer like Kim. And it's nice to see Kim do some yeah uh, legit lawyering. She's lawyering, good. like she's great. <laughs> Suck Kim's dick, Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't play chicken with me. I invented chicken. I wrote that down. That guy. Yeah, that weird ass lawyer, dude. And I'm glad he's getting to come back and. Yeah. It's like whenever you need a smarmy lawyer, dude, just that guy's willing. Anytime we go back to that courthouse. Yeah. Because he's always there. He's always there. Where he lives. He lives in that bathroom. (laughs) Bathroom. Not washing. Wash your hands, dude. Wash your hands. Wash your damn hands next time. Don't eat so many chips. At least when Jimmy and McGill are in there, like. Or Hamlin, rather. Jimmy and McGill? Yes. Jimmy and Hamlin are in the bathroom. They're washing their hands, at least. Speaking of, I almost felt bad for Hamlin. Yeah. He's writing this entire thing. Like, he's going deep into this guilt trip. Like, it just shows ways people grieve. Like, this this show shows you how different people grieve. And it's brilliant in that. Yeah, some people endanger their lives by selling burner phones to scary people on the street. At a hot dog stand. (laughs) At the doghouse. Yeah. Hot dogs did look good, though. Yeah, they looked all right. They look like good hot dogs. I don't eat hot dogs, so I don't, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> I mean, all, it's no all, Chicago dog, but... All hot dogs look... Oh, God, Chicago dogs are the worst. Oh, they're delicious. I'm allergic to mustard, so they're the worst. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there's that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun experiment that I discovered one day. I ate like something... I ate this weird thing that had mustard in it. I'm like, why do I feel like garbage and then why am i turning red and splotchy mustard huh yeah You're the first person i've ever heard of that's allergic to mustard that's uh, allergic to mustard seeds that's fun hmm. so yeah chicago dogs are literally murdered to me because <laughs> <laughs> they pour they, half a bottle or some of that shit on there like it's a significant amount yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to be murdered by wieners. <laughs> we watched that movie already. <laughs> oh my gosh, wieners. <laughs> wow. You know, there's like this, you know, when you just like forget about something for months and months. And then all of a sudden, just like somebody mentions it and it just, just like slams you in the front of the forehead and you're like flooded with all these memories. I want to give a shout out to Allie. Allie's my new favorite person. You want to know why Allie's my new favorite person, Jazz? Because I know you weren't there to, re- to realize this reference. Why is Allie your favorite person? I accidentally threw a pen at her as she still shows up for her horseshit shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, fuck mustard dogs. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, Slip of Jimmy slash Saul in full effect. Gotta love the tracksuits. Oh, the tracksuit. It was a beautiful thing. Part of me wonders if he knew those three would come back to jump him. So he got he pissed them off on purpose. Mm, no, because I don't think he wanted to get robbed. <laughs> I think he wanted that money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did I did try to kill Allie and I feel so bad. <laughs> with murder? I mean with the uh, mustard? <laughs> Greg. I killed him with murder. Killed her with murder. Killed them with murder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what? What we're we talking about? Oh yeah, Slippin' Jimmy selling uh 
burner phones to scare people at the uh, the doghouse. Then he gets mugged by three punk kids and almost decides to finally go see a shrink because he sees the destructive path he's on. But then he's like, nah, I think I'm good. Yes, I'm going to ride this out. All right. And then uh, tidbit from the podcast. <laughs> right. uh, so I'm going to put this into the drinking game about source material. Drink! Sure, sure. That's fair. Uh, so the whole point of their flash forward episode, aside from introducing the box, I assume, uh, was to juxtaposition it against the end of this episode where he's with the PPD officer or whatever that is that monthly interview he has to go to ah, yes. girl type thing. Yep. He's like, so where do you see yourself? It's like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to win cases and I'm going to be great. And da, 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 da. So it's kind of like, you know, this is where Jimmy wanted to go. And then the beginning of the episode is where he ends up. Yeah, I, I could see they that. Were, they were sandwiching it, making a nice little sandwich with the two pieces of the bread. Bookends. Bookends, I think. Bookends. Term. Yes, that is absolutely the term. I just like sandwiches. Sandwiches are good. Who doesn't like sandwiches? I, mean, I love sandwiches, except when they have mustard on them. I love a hot sandwich. So, yeah, dude. Like a, a good, like a nice turkey, a hot turkey sandwich. Oh, my God, dude. Nice BLT. Yeah, BLTs are amazing. Mm. All right. So speaking of BLTs, I don't know where this is going. Uh, you want to talk? Yeah, lawyer. You know, you want to talk some disenchanted, my friend? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. That sounds good. I mean, do you want to as a subjective term? We should probably talk. <laughs> We're going to. I didn't take any notes, but I'll, like, like uh, I, said, I took down quotes. All right, here we go, Daryl. What do you got? Disenchantment, say? season one, episode one. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Simpsons is older than most people alive today. I'm gonna stop you because I heard this one before. Disenchantment Season 1, Episode 1. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Simpsons is older than most people alive today, and Futurama was a hugely entertaining trip into the future. Now Matt Groening takes his familiar art style and bag of favorite voice actors and moves them to a fantasy setting. The only thing he doesn't bring with him is the concept of truly episodic television and the ability to make me laugh. Princess Bean is a rebellious young woman who would rather drink and party than live up to her princess duties, so basically a typical 90s female as written by a 64-year-old man. As we open, <laughs> she's having a last bit of fun before she's forced into marriage by her father, the king, a man clearly under the control of Marcus Phoenix. I assume the antenna on his crown is used to pass brainwaves from cell towers as John DiMaggio phones in his performance. Oh, Luckily, she gets a personal demon to help her progress the plot. Meanwhile, Bart Simpson is a horny little elf who just wants to bone Lady Owls and sound like a knockoff Frozen, resulting in his self-imposed exile. Can this trio of unlikely companions prevent her marriage to Douglas Renham? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I have nothing to add. Yeah, stop taking my notes! Other than, man, the animation is beautiful in this show. It's really good. And the art style's fine. You know, it's, it's Simpsons and Futurama. The voice acting. Holy crap. You got, like, all the best voice actors... And their favorite bag of voice actor tricks, and it's really great. Why is it not better? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What is the missing piece? I think uh, uh, Daryl pretty much covered it, but like, um, there's so much going for this, and 
I don't know. I do want to give a shout out to Abby Jacobson, uh, who voices Princess Bean. Yeah. Like, she is the best part of this. Like All the voice actors. I have nothing against them. I don't know if I could say that uh, uh, John DiMaggio is phoning in it or not. Maybe. Oh, he's 100% phoning in it. <laughs> well, if it gets... No, no, spoiler, just no, a I watched episode three. No, it doesn't. I've watched it all the way through. Uh, it does get better. Um, I disagree. You didn't finish it. I did. Obviously. Uh, <clears throat> so I have lost my point. But anyway, no, I, I liked all the voice acting. I loved the animation, and there's a lot of good bits in it. But yeah. none of them like hit. Yeah. It's like a oh that was a good concept, but for some reason it didn't pay off. I don't really know why. It's like most of the best jokes in this series are in the background. Yeah, like, which works well really which works well for Simpsons, works well for Futurama, but those also have really good like upfront like stuff going on with them when like your best joke, when the only good jokes are in the background, that's where you're drawn to. Exactly. Like, and uh, I think the only time I chuckled in the first uh, episode was when they're going into the, the forbidden forest or whatever it is. And there's the sign that says, beware of racist antelopes. I, I missed that one. Um, and then one, well, like, uh, yes. I mean, I laughed at a few of them. Like, I lo- I loved ghosts or losers who got murdered. Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, pretty much everything that Lucy says is is pretty good. Yeah, but again, it's basically our our poor man's bender. Yeah, really poor man's bender. Yeah, it's like it, he's trying so hard to get to be bender, <laughs> but it's not working. No, and I I don't fully understand why. It should all work. You should love this. But man, like, it just, it just doesn't. And it's not terrible. It's just, no, it's just okay. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> all right. I, I actually, I've seen I, worse. I watched episode better. three as well in this. I'm like, but so I don't really hate it. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. But because it's Matt motherfucking Grenick. <laughs> We expect more from you, man. Yeah, like you made Futurama, <laughs> one of my favorite animated shows of all time. It was disenchanting. It was. Yes. Because you just kind of ex- you expect more, like, yeah. it, and and AOS fans are going to understand this reference. I have a feeling we're getting uh, fucking what's it help Carrie. <laughs> We're getting grand, cr- grand crested. We're getting grand crested. Yes. Like there's such a pedigree to this, and we should love every single second of it because it all should flow together so well. And it doesn't. Like, and there's just there's a weird disconnect there. Yeah. Because all of it is strictly okay. But when you get the Simpsons, which is literally the longest running any show on television now and Facts. of up to and i'm not that's that is it is the longest running scripted show on television ever 
Like you finally beat out Days of Our Lives or one of the one of the soap operas for longest running scripted show. Yeah, and you know it's kind of like the most influential animated show ever. Yeah, we literally everything that we have today is because of The Simpsons. Yes, and then Futurama. Yes, had some weird stuff go on with it. Not all of it was super great, but when it was, yeah, yeah, it was one of the best shows ever created. Hands down. Like, like and this and, is all that's just, people. Yeah, everybody is <laughs> here. Billy West is here. All, There's John DeMaggio. And they're all doing bits. Like, they're all doing Grace the bits. I mean, John DiMaggio, John DiMaggio is essentially doing if Bender, like, when, when Bender turned into a human, like, if Bender turned into a human in, in medieval times. Like, that is the king. Like... I could deal without Elfo Simpson. I could really deal without that. Yeah, Elfo's um, but probably the weakest character, I would say. And but the fact I, that they keep bringing that up doesn't make it any less funny. And it doesn't make it any more funny. No, Rachel's printing things. What the hell is that noise? Drink. <laughs> yeah, drink. Um, but yeah, it's just there's there's something there and there's chuckles and like, it's okay. Like all of it's just okay. And I, I, I chuckled and sometimes I actually laughed. Not many times. Uh, let's see here. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed uh, hearing uh, Douglas Renholm's voice. Yeah. It, it gave me memories of it, it crowd. Cause he's playing the exact same character, but yeah. <laughs> And again, that it, should be amazing. But it and it's Norman not. Tingley's just hearing his voice. But. Yeah. Uh, later on in an episode you haven't gotten to yet, uh, uh, crap. Oh. Richmond, Richmond from IT Crowd also does a voice later uh, on. I wrote, uh, I, I wrote down "Get Out Praiser" because that was funny too. Like the whole, the whole <laughs> humble. They're, they're so humble that they can't take praise. Like that's great. These little bits are fantastic. But- Show itself just little bits, little bits sprinkled throughout. And I mean, there's like one or two chuckles every episode. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. And the fact that I don't I watch the whole thing. And, yeah, like I, I, I should feel some kind of emotion watching Matt Granig finally being allowed off the chain. Like I should feel some emotion, and then I, the fact that I don't makes me very sad. Yes. Uh, see what Daryl has to say about episode two, shall we? Disenchantment season one, episode two, for whom the bell tolls. Prince Venom sends out to find Princess Bean, which he does before the title card is on screen. A bunch of familiar voices you can't always place are very happy to have an elf in the castle, and they proceed to Fury Road his blood in the hopes of creating some magic ship from it. Princess Bean convinces Douglas Renham to go on a murderous stagnite, and they go with him for reasons... <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> well, I, mean, I laughed over the last bit. What did he say? This is not the episode that made me laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they they did the snoo snoo bit in this 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 episode, you guys. <laughs> you remember the snoo snoo bit? Remember, everybody loved the snoo snoo bit. Everybody loves the snoo snoo bit. What if we have Douglas Renham do the snoo snoo bit? Hey, <laughs> gentle. I, I'm but a mortal man. 
I don't. I, I just. I know. So yeah, yeah. This episode, it's fine. <laughs> same, same things as I said before. Yeah, I there's mean, a lot of there's so much going for it. So many great things that it should be great, but it's not, and I don't understand why. It is. It is 100. Uh, and I don't hate it. Terry says in the chat, it sounds like the show is trying to rely on its pedigree than trying to be its own masterpiece. 100%. Yeah, there's that. and it, It's play It's play the hits, Sam. Like, that's what this is. It is yeah, there's that. and but it It's does, almost like Net, Matt, Netflix put down uh, put down the money in front of Matt Granig and and uh, turns out Gus is the head of Netflix as well because you are going to do everything that I love from The Simpsons and Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> in one show but i would like to do something different put it in one show click (laughs) yes sir so i will say this since i finished it uh like i like lord of the rings make it in lord of the rings (laughs) and it's it's 10 less than half hour episodes are like 20 to 20 to 24 minutes despite the fact that they don't have the commercial restrictions anymore I guess they're just so stuck in that pattern. <laughs> well, Netflix has not tried to hide the fact that they try to solicit some of their shows. Like, That's uh, true too. They're they're absolutely gonna try and solicit this to probably a like FX most likely. Yeah. Um, There's nothing on here that can't be on television. No, no, they don't. They don't push it up to that there. point. And like when they have Princess Bean take off her shirt, it's she's it's just her back. Like, it's so like in Futurama in The Simpsons. Yeah, you see, you see side boob and bare back, and that's it. Not bare butt, but bare back. And like, yeah. So I would imagine that it gets, if they solicit it out, it'll go to FX or something like that because it won't get on basic television. No, no, probably not. But uh, anyway, 10 episodes, less than 30 minutes each. It's a pretty quick and easy watch. I'd recommend going all the way through the end. It's not bad enough that I say don't watch it at all. But try to get through to the end because the last three episodes in particular, it takes kind of a weird turn from what it starts as. And it intrigues me as to where they're going with the second part. I mean, we don't have much else to talk about on this show. So we're going to get. No, no. I, I mean, if we talk about it again, we'll talk about it when you finish it. <laughs> and, and that's fair because I mean I would rather dedicate time to Better Call Saul and just kind of talk about it as a whole. Yeah, um, I mean I could def I could definitely binge through this and uh, yeah I mean it 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 took me no time. It's it's an easy one and and it's definitely a background show. Like I could probably have this on my like on my laptop while I'm playing Spider Man or something. Yeah, honestly, like I said, the last three episodes are the only ones that really matter. <laughs> like everything up to that point, you're just kind of like, what are they doing? Why? It seems kind of repetitive and then stuff. And then they're like, oh, wait, this is the story. Then we finally get here and you're like, yeah, this is the story we actually want to tell. So let's do this now. At the There's end. an underlying plot of like the cultists or whoever the hell they are summoning Lucy and bringing them to her. Like, yeah, there's that. Uh, that doesn't pay off this season. Son of a uh, fuck. At all. Uh, basically, it's the, the the elixir of life and everything revolving around that 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 is the main focus of this uh, first so thing. Alpha, if, uh, it's Alpha's blood and not um, not the weird cultists. No, I'm sure they'll get to that, but I don't know what they don't they don't pay that off fully. At yeah. least not here. They very clearly 
know that they're getting a second season because <laughs> man that's what they set up yeah like, oh, let's have these like first six or seven episodes of just kind of meandering around and introducing these characters but not not giving a very good solid story and then in the last three episodes we're going to do this thing and so i can guarantee i'll be done with this before the next episode so we'll probably just discuss seven eight or yeah eight nine and ten yeah i mean it's and that's all that really yeah, I mean, you can watch it all. It's fine. There's nothing bad there. I mean, I probably it's all, it's all okay. And I, I love Joe, the um, the Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, Big Joe in the next episode. He's great. Big Joe, the Exorcist, is fantastic. Uh, especially when he comes back. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure the them releasing. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of like little bits of this that are great, and then but it's just all. But the, but the sum of its parts, sum of its parts <laughs> is not greater than its parts. It's mediocre, and but yeah. So finish it up. I'm curious to see what you think about how they set up the next season and where things go in the last few episodes. Because the like the entire tone of it shifts. It's very strange, weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, we'll talk. We'll talk about the finale last or next episode. I mean, like I said, I don't think we have much going on right now, like for us to talk about here on the show. Um, we have coming up though, since I don't have any notes because or any news because the site that I normally use is either down or dying. Um, it's either dead or it's dying. Yeah. So we have coming up in the next little bit. I will go and give a quick. Uh, yeah, notes. Come on, spreadsheet, spreadsheet, yay, spreadsheet. All right. Um, we have Better Call Saul and Iron Fist pretty much going through the end of this month. Uh, we'll talk the end of Disenchanted next week, and then in October, I mean, we still have Better Call Saul and Iron Fist. How uh, many Iron Fists are we watching? Two, three? Uh, probably just two because we don't have a lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> got to stretch that. Yeah. We have to. We have stretch to make it. Iron Fist last. Stretch. You got to play the stretch, son. We have to make it last until you know, at least a month. Because I don't think there's anything premiering in October <laughs> that we need to watch. Can we do a uh, quick talk about other stuff we're watching? Yeah, absolutely. Which we don't have news. Yeah. All right. So first, uh, watched Magic for Humans on Netflix. I want to watch it so bad. It is freaking fantastic. Good. Wonderful. That is a wonderful show. Everyone should watch it. I don't care if you like uh, magic tricks or not, but it's just a great show. It's super fun. Uh, and and some cool magic tricks. Uh, let's see. Shoot. What was the other one I was watching? Oh, well. I'll just go to the third one. So my kids have become obsessed with uh, Teen Titans Go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that show is it's weird it's, yeah, it's very weird because it's like really lowbrow dumb humor mixed and sprinkled with this brilliance like, yeah like some really clever <laughs> will blow your goddamn mind sometimes man <laughs> like have you seen the one where they make their own movie uh no oh there's like a scene in there where beast boy and cyborg are writing the script and they go on this like three minute uh 
rambling thing about writing tropes. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. I mean, then I mean everybody kind of and jumps through the night begins the shine episode, which is brilliant. Like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Is that the one where they had like the uh the old Fallout. Teen Titans episode and then replaced the dialogue with the Teen Titans Go voice actors? No, it's all the no. same voice actors. But no, it's the one where they get sucked into the alternate dimension and the band who has the greatest song ever made that created <laughs> the universe and then Fallout Boy and uh see <laughs> there. Okay. No, no. No, uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> that one's good. Just whatever's free on the Cartoon Network app is what we've been watching over and over again. Uh, the movie is actually legit. Like, oh, I know the movie's legit. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I movie, hate so. the fact that I enjoy that movie so much that I am <laughs> forward to it. And the clips that I've watched from it look amazing. I am actually going to buy that movie when it comes out. Like, I, it, it is. I I went and watched it on Movie Pass, and like, I was so ready to hate it, and I freaking loved it it was so yeah so it's a weird it's a weird show like it's really lowbrow but brilliant at the same time yeah and they always kind of know what they are yeah they know what they are and they and they hang in there and it but if you watch a whole bunch of them back to back to back it starts to like mess up your brain and you you almost start to hate it (laughs) yeah you (laughs) You kind of have to walk away and you come back to it and you're like oh yeah this is good but you know when your kids are yeah obsessed and um, they just watch it for hours so we do have here coming up uh premiering in october shows that we would probably watch uh we have uh van helsing on sci-fi which looks interesting it's with the lady van helsing and i think sci-fi is on play on uh cloud uh we have premiering on the ninth uh black lightning Uh, so we'll probably get back into Black Lightning. Uh, Flash premieres that same night, but you're not caught up on Flash. So, um, I would be interested to see if we can somehow get our hands on Titans, the the dark and gritty Teen Titans, on the DC Universe app. Um, if we can get our hands on it, cool. We'll talk about that, but I don't. I don't think we'll be able to. Um, have Arrow premiering on the fifteenth. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And that's about it. Um, I found scene. <laughs> sweet. Uh, we'll watch that after. We have Legends of Tomorrow, Legacies, Chilling Adventures. Oh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on uh ten twenty six. Ooh. That'll be fun. It's a Netflix show, so we'll. Oh, even better. We'll talk to that. Uh, since I'm, I'm down for that one, we were both kind of okay with Riverdale. Like, yeah, like I wanted to finish it, but I never did. Um, I watched most of the season, and it's. I mean, it's okay. Like you, you'll like it because it it gets very Twin Peaksy. Yeah, that's what I was getting the vibe from. Yeah, it, it gets caught up through episode three or four. It gets Twin Peaks, but instead of everybody being awful and ugly, everybody's beautiful and. <laughs> Uh, but i'm actually super stoked for chilling adventures of also uh mikey newman has a podcast called crimea riverdale nice and that makes me want to watch the show just so i can listen to him talk about it 
yeah so we have some shows that we'll talk about we have black lightning which like i said we don't have much else going on in october so we'll watch we'll probably watch black lightning and it wasn't bad enough for us to say hard out last season so no it was it was all right (laughs) it's all right i mean it's either that or we jump into the flash and just have you just jump in fresh and just go from there see what happens uh me who's watched the entire thing of the flash and you just kind of not watching much of it i watched the first season i it'd think be a fun experiment yeah i'd be down and if you'd rather watch the flash instead of black lightning hmm. we should probably watch one of those because i'm not watching arrow because that's hot garbage no no i i'm putting my foot down there I gave that two and a half seasons. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, no, I gave it until last season. Like, I didn't watch any of last season. Like, I watched up until the season finale of the season before last. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I have just... low self-esteem, but I don't hate myself. <laughs> so, like, when they show up on, like, the, the crossover, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, and... So maybe uh, Rachel votes Black Lightning. <laughs> okay, we we should give Daryl a vote too. Daryl, weigh in. Daryl, either Black we Lightning do... or uh, throw me into the middle of Flash. Uh, yeah, or Supergirl. There's Supergirl too. Eh, I'd be fine with either. I, one it, of them WB shows. Yeah, one of the WB shows that aren't that don't make us want to kill ourselves. Uh, yeah, it's a Darrow, not Arrow. Yeah, even if it is the final season. Uh, mindless bad fun, Rachel says. Now, Rachel, I would say that's more the Flash. Like the Flash is mindless good fun though. Like, and he's no longer just punching speedsters and whoever's the best speedster, speedsters on. Spoiler alert: it's the Flash. <laughs> They're not doing that anymore though. They're doing the new gods now. Yes. Rachel still says she'd rather watch Black Lightning. <laughs> Black Lightning. Um, yeah, Daryl, let us know what you think. So uh, I would personally say The Flash over Black Lightning. Uh, Rachel says Black Lightning. Uh, Jazz, which would you rather say? Have a coherent storyline or probably be confused half the time? sure i could keep up with flash i wouldn't be confused half the time maybe 25 percent of the time oh it's just bugging me again the daughters are fucking awesome you're right they are thunder and lightning are great lightning and it'll be great seeing them grow into actual heroes like that's true oh that's that's making me lean towards black lightning this will be the ra- this will be the rise of thunder and lightning like i can guarantee that Hmm. All right, uh, I'll, I'll I'll let Daryl weigh in. Yeah, I'm fine either way. But yeah, me too. Like I'm good. I don't, either way. Uh, I don't hate either of those. Wait, ideas. What Gotham got canceled? <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, yeah they had one more season. Oh, I just thought they got canceled. Uh, oh. I know my zombie got canceled, so they're gonna do their last season this season. That'd be fun doing the last season of I Zombie. Throw me in the middle of that one. Just throw you at the end of that one. <laughs> What's happening? She's a zombie. She's a zombie. She's a very attractive zombie. He's a very attractive zombie. He's a very yeah. attractive zombie. She's a very attractive zombie. There's sexy zombies everywhere. So many sexy zombies. It is the sexy zombie apocalypse. On that note! <laughs> <laughs>
in a couple weeks talking uh, some Iron Fist and wrapping up Disenchanted and continually talking about Better Call Saul. And we will decide by then we will figure out and we will let you know what we're going to be covering the rest of the season at that point, at least in the next 12 to 24 weeks. Uh, for those who are listening live or, well, by the time this goes live on podcast, you won't hear this, but yeah, tune in tomorrow night for when I start my uh, very, I'm not going to be drinking alcohol tomorrow because I need to not be drunk at a new, or hungover at a new show, a new job. So join me tomorrow for the hydration stream of Mega Man X. <laughs> so even Carrie and Rachel can drink along. The Wii stream. Um, and then we'll be back on Thursday with our rant and review of Next Gen. Hey, Jazz, we need an intro for Next Gen. No, oh, the robot show on the robot, or the robot movie on uh, on Netflix. Yep. Okay. If you watch it between now and then, you're more than welcome to come on. When is this? Thursday. Next Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time. Oh wait, no. I should do the outro first. Uh. Jesus Christ, I'm bad at this. Um, so remember, you can email the show by emailing show at geek-io.net. Just put spoiler in the subject line. If you want to get in touch with us after the show, we are on our Discord, which is geek-io.net slash Discord. Uh, that is where you can hang out with us and chat with us. Most of us are there most of the time. Uh, if you want to support the stream and everything that we do on the Geek.io Network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Um, that'll get you extra stuff for said discord and much, much more. Uh, or if you don't want to be a patron and you shop at Amazon, remember you can go to geek-io.net slash Amazon to get a bunch of stuff delivered to you. A little bit comes back our way. None of it costs you any extra. And of course you can call 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-geek. Hey, Jazz. You want to hear some show titles? Let's do some show titles. Let's talk about show titles. And you can vote for these show titles at geekioshow.showbot.net or just geekio.showbot.net. I should know this. TV, And you have it highlighted in the show notes. Geekioshow.showbot.tv. There you go. Drink. <laughs> Drink. Ahem. All right. Show, show titles. We've got Full of Black Magic and S4 Notes. Wow. Uh, future Dingleberry, most intense person typing stuff into a computer ever. Boosters and baking healing powers, bacon healing powers. <laughs> His scariness is disgusting. Nothing, Lydia. Our new chicken sauce is murder. Thanks for ants. F that car in particular. Shoot the already dead guy. Nerd. Shady vet dude. What does the light switch do? God damn it, light switch! Unresolved light switch. Breaking bad phones. What's in the box? With murder? Killed them with murder. And sexy zombie apocalypse. Yeah. This stream is brought to you with limited commercial interruptions by sexy zombies. Uh, I know I already voted for that title, Showbot. Stop. Uh, looks like we had killed, killed them with murder. <laughs> <laughs> really yes oh. killed them with murder 
Uh, juicers and baking, baking healing powers was close. It was at two. I like killed them with murder because it has nothing to do with anything that we talked about. <laughs> it has a little bit to do with something. No, I was talking about uh, our friend that I almost killed with a pen. You said I tried to kill her with murder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mustard. Yeah, and mustard. mustard. Yeah, they killed me with mustard. I kill, I kill Allie with murder. <laughs> Seems legit. Yes. All right. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Yes, Allie, with murder. With murder. With murder. Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this Geekcare Media Network production. Copyright 2018. You see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>